You are listening to The Pregnancy Podcast with Vanessa Merton. Hello, thank you for tuning into The Pregnancy Podcast. The full article and resources that accompany this episode can be found at pregnancypodcast.com forward slash alcohol. You can get the Zoller prenatal vitamin for 25% off when you buy it on Amazon. And Zoller recently reformulated their vitamin and made it even better. They use bioactive forms of vitamin B. They recently changed their source of DHA from fish oil to algae. They really pay attention to the details and they don't cut corners to maximize profits at the expense of your health and your baby's health. I have done a lot of research on prenatal vitamins, and Zoller is by far my favorite and my number one recommendation. To learn more about the vitamin and get the promo code to save 25% on Amazon, go to pregnancypodcast.com forward slash vitamin. And if you haven't checked out the Pregnancy Podcast app yet, it's an awesome way to access all of the episodes that are available. It has a really cool search function, so it's really easy to find episodes on a specific topic. You can find that in the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. This episode, we're talking about alcohol and pregnancy. And alcohol is one of the very first things to go as soon as you see that positive pregnancy test. And I know that a lot of expecting moms have questions about alcohol and pregnancy. I know that I definitely did when I was pregnant. Like, can you drink any alcohol during your pregnancy? Does that affect your baby? How much is okay? And these are questions that you may have asked your doctor or midwife. And usually you get one of two answers. You hear absolutely not, no alcohol in any quantity. Or you hear, well, it's okay to enjoy a glass of wine from time to time with a meal. So which is it? This episode, that's what we are trying to answer. We're going to get into all of the details on alcohol and pregnancy and what the research says about drinking while you're pregnant. When you drink alcohol, it's absorbed through your stomach and your small intestines, and it enters your bloodstream. And once it's in your bloodstream, it goes everywhere to your heart, your brain, your muscles, all your other tissues. And if you're pregnant, it's also going to your placenta and it crosses your placenta, which means that it gets passed on to your baby through the umbilical cord. So technically, if you enjoy a beer or a glass of wine, your baby does too, because some amount of that alcohol is going to go to them. This episode is not a lecture on don't drink, don't touch alcohol, absolutely not, you know that I like to really dig into the evidence on these things. Because I want to answer the question of whether or not you can enjoy a glass of wine when you're pregnant. This is a question that I've gotten a lot of emails on, so hopefully this episode will help. Just to get it out of the way, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about binge drinking, but just to bring it up, Binge drinking, which is defined as five or more drinks or consumption of a lot of alcohol, is completely off limits. I shouldn't have to tell you that. It's really common sense. You already know this. Alcohol is a toxin, and it's a really powerful one, especially in high quantities. There is a whole range of problems that are known as fetal alcohol spectrum disorders 
that can include a long list of things like abnormal facial features, small head size, shorter than average height, low body weight, poor coordination, hyperactive behavior, difficulty with attention, poor memory, learning disabilities, speech and language delays, intellectual disability or low IQ, poor reasoning and judgment skills, sleep or sucking problems as a baby, vision or hearing problems, and problems with the heart, kidney, or bones. That's a lot of issues that can carry on well into the adult life of your baby. So I'm not going to dig into the research on high consumption of alcohol or binge drinking. There are a plethora of studies out there, and they're all going to tell you what you already know, which is consuming high amounts of alcohol when you're pregnant is a very bad idea. For the reasons that we just talked about, most major organizations advise against any alcohol in any amount at any time during your pregnancy. I'll link to the full statements and opinions from all of these organizations in the full article on the website. The Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, states that there's no known safe amount of alcohol to drink while you're pregnant. According to the American Academy of Pediatrics, Prenatal exposure to alcohol can damage the developing fetus and is the leading preventable cause of birth defects and intellectual and neurodevelopmental disabilities. The Academy states that during pregnancy, no amount of alcohol intake should be considered safe. There's no safe trimester to drink alcohol. All forms of alcohol, such as beer, wine, and liquor, pose similar risk, and binge drinking poses dose-related risk to the developing fetus. The American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists strongly advises against any amount of alcohol during pregnancy and states that there is no safe amount or type of alcohol use during pregnancy. So those are the official statements from really the big organizations that I like to look at when I'm looking to see what's being recommended, especially to professionals that you're working with during your pregnancy, your doctor, or your midwife. We're not going to stop there. I really want to dig into more of the research on this. Let's start with alcohol and trying to conceive. So if you're trying to conceive and you're not pregnant yet, first off, cheers to you for getting a head start on learning about this stuff. There's a few studies that are worth mentioning about alcohol consumption and trying to conceive. A Danish study of 7,700 women found that alcohol consumption was associated with infertility in women over 30 when they drank more than seven drinks per week. And the researchers did not find the same correlation in younger women. I will say that if you are in your 30s, you know that you may not bounce back quite as well after drinking as you did in your 20s. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but they found that association just in women that were over 30. A Spanish study of 668 couples found no association between difficulty getting pregnant and alcohol consumption. And this was measured by couples who consulted a physician because they were having a difficult time conceiving. And of course, you hear this a lot, but also more studies are needed to adequately determine the effects of alcohol consumption on fertility. There was also a review that evaluated studies on whether alcohol consumption affects male reproductive function. 
And they found that alcohol consumption is associated with a deterioration of sperm parameters, which may be partially reversible upon alcohol consumption discontinuation. So basically, sperm was affected when men were drinking, but if they stopped drinking, then their sperm bounced back and they had better quality sperm. I will note that they did not find an association between alcohol consumption and fertility, just that there was a relationship between abnormalities in the sperm and alcohol consumption. If you are trying to get pregnant, the healthier that you and your partner are, the better. And that's common sense, right? You know that binge drinking and tying one on are probably not going to help your health. So with that being said, I didn't find research showing that low to moderate drinking had a major impact on fertility. A big question that a lot of expecting moms ask is, I went out for a night and I went out and had a party night or a couple party nights before I knew I was pregnant and I was drinking. And is my baby going to be okay? As soon as you know or you suspect that you're pregnant, then you need to be watching your alcohol consumption. But if you had some drinks before you realized that you were pregnant, there's no sense in stressing out over that party night that you had. A lot of women have been in that same situation and went on to have perfectly healthy pregnancies and babies. There's no point in stressing out about the past. All you can do is make sure that you're mindful about alcohol moving forward. We've covered binge drinking, obviously that's a bad idea, and alcohol consumption when trying to conceive and drinking before you knew you were pregnant. And the most common question is whether one or two drinks while you're pregnant is okay. First, I want to tell you that you need to ask your doctor or midwife for their recommendation on alcohol during pregnancy. They're your trusted partner during your pregnancy, and their professional opinion should carry a lot of weight. Most care providers are going to make their recommendation on alcohol a very black and white issue, and they're going to recommend that you abstain from alcohol entirely. Remember, that's what's recommended by organizations like the CDC, ACOG, the American Academy of Pediatrics. This is the easiest, safest, and the most common answer. Maybe that's what you heard from your doctor or midwife if you brought this up with them. Or you could be on the other end of that, which is your care provider may have told you, you know what, it's okay to go ahead and enjoy a glass of wine. Your care provider, obviously their priority is your health and the health of your baby, but chances are they're going to play it safe. In my pregnancies, I've had at one point a care provider tell me absolutely no alcohol in any amount at any time. And I've also had another one tell me that it was okay to have a drink here and there. And getting these mixed messages makes this issue even more confusing. So hopefully by diving into some of this research, it's going to be an easier decision for you. To understand some of the research on alcohol and thinking about how you are quantifying this, you need to understand that not all alcoholic drinks are equal. You can't just compare any glass of wine to any beer to any cocktail. What you need to be looking at is the alcohol content and the size of the drink. Plus, if you're out at a restaurant and a bartender makes you a drink, 
you don't know exactly how much is in there. It can be even harder to quantify than if you have a beer that comes in a can or bottle where that's all measured out for you. Beer can range from 3% alcohol up to 10% or more. Wine usually goes between 12 to 14%, and hard liquor is the highest at 35 to 40%. Although hard liquor, we're talking about it being mixed in with other non-alcoholic ingredients. I don't imagine that anyone who's pregnant is doing shots. So when we're talking about hard liquor, we're talking about it in a cocktail. In the UK, alcohol is measured, at least as it's talked about in research, by units. And if you don't live in the UK or you haven't read through a ton of research from the UK on this topic you're probably wondering what a unit of alcohol is. A unit of alcohol is 10 milliliters or eight grams of pure alcohol. A standard drink is gonna have between one to three units. And to calculate the units of alcohol in a drink, you're gonna multiply the volume of the drink in milliliters by the ABV or the percentage of alcohol and then divide that by a thousand. To put this into perspective, A normal size bottle of wine is 750 milliliters, and if the wine is 13.5% alcohol, that whole bottle is going to be just over 10 units. While this is a little bit confusing if you're just used to reading the percentage, I like the units of alcohol because it makes it a lot easier to compare one alcoholic drink to another. Because in the U.S., when you're comparing a five-ounce glass of 12% wine and a pint of beer that has 5.5% alcohol, it's a lot more of a challenge. And when you add cocktails to the mix, it's going to get even more confusing. If you do decide to enjoy a drink, you want to use your judgment and your common sense. Plus, there are a lot of other things that affect how your body metabolizes alcohol, like your size, your weight, whether you're having a drink with a meal or on an empty stomach. And there's really a lot of gray area on what's considered low to moderate alcohol consumption. Remember, we already ruled out binge drinking is off limits, right? So we're talking about low to moderate consumption. And all of the studies that I want to talk about from this point on, we're talking about a drink or a few drinks a week. And when I say a few drinks, that would be on different days, not all at once. A review done by the University of Oxford looked at 46 different studies on low to moderate alcohol consumption, and they looked at outcomes of miscarriage, stillbirth, intrauterine growth restriction, prematurity, birth weight, small for gestational age at birth, and birth defects that included fetal alcohol syndrome. Since this review was done in the UK, they considered low to moderate levels of alcohol as up to 10.4 units. So using the example that we talked about before with that bottle of wine, we're talking 10.4 units is a bottle of wine or less per week. This review concluded that no convincing evidence of adverse effects of prenatal alcohol exposure at low to moderate levels were found. However, there were still some weaknesses in this evidence, and they didn't come out and say that drinking at these levels during pregnancy is safe. That's a common theme that you're going to hear a lot. 
Another study of almost 4,500 women looked at low to moderate alcohol consumption during the first and third trimester. Oftentimes, research looks at the first trimester because that is considered the most critical for development. That's when all your baby systems are being put into place, and that is considered really crucial as far as exposing yourself to toxins. This study found that a lot of women reported some alcohol consumption during their pregnancy. 29% consumed alcohol in the first month. Although I would think that it's likely a lot of people in that group may not have known that they were pregnant in month one. And this dropped to 9% in the second month and 7% in the third month. The median was that women in their first trimester had about one drink per week. And in month seven, 11% of women in the study had some exposure to alcohol. And that increased to 29% over the course of the entire third trimester. A big takeaway that I got from this study is even though expecting moms are often told by care providers that they should abstain completely from alcohol, a good number of them are enjoying the occasional drink. And the results of this study do suggest that low to moderate alcohol exposure during early and late gestation is not associated with an increased risk of low birth weight, preterm delivery, intrauterine growth restriction, and most selected perinatal outcomes that they looked at. Keep in mind, though, that the researchers in this study did not look at the second trimester, but they did mention that it was unlikely to have deviated in a meaningful way from the assessments they made for the first and third trimesters. This study, like most of the studies that we see on alcohol and pregnancy, are relying on participants reporting their alcohol consumption. So this is considered epidemiological. It's not measured exactly. Unfortunately, it's not the most accurate way to collect data, but you can't just lock up a pregnant woman in a lab for nine months and monitor every single thing that she's consuming. So it's really the only way that we have to collect data. A meta-analysis of 34 different studies looked at alcohol consumption during pregnancy and child neurodevelopment. So neural development, this included things like academic performance, attention, behavior, cognition, language skills, memory, and visual or motor development. And the overall conclusion is they highlighted the importance of abstaining from binge drinking during your pregnancy. And they stated that it provided evidence that there's no known safe amount of alcohol to consume while pregnant. I'm going to stop here with getting into more research. I could literally be sifting through data and studies for weeks on this topic. There's a lot of research out there. And let me sum up everything that I have read on this topic. Low to moderate alcohol consumption doesn't appear to be associated with adverse outcomes. Keep in mind, this is mostly from epidemiological research. So you have people just reporting what they're drinking. And we're talking about one to five drinks per week, not all on the same night. And low to moderate is really a big gray area. And it's not universally clearly defined. Obviously, staying healthy during your pregnancy is a big priority. And best case scenario is probably that you abstain from alcohol. That would be the safest thing to do. 
One thing that I would have loved to see in research that I didn't find anywhere was potentially looking at the benefit of having a glass of wine. Because, of course, we know the potential negative effects of drinking. And one question that I've gotten a few times is, well, what about the benefit that I get from just relaxing and enjoying a glass of wine? That's not something that researchers took into account in any of the studies that I came across. That could be something that you want to weigh as you're looking at pros and cons to make a decision as to whether you want to enjoy a glass of wine or a beer. I really want to remain neutral here. So I'm not going to tell you that having a drink is perfectly okay. And on the same note, I'm not going to judge you for enjoying a glass of wine, and neither should anyone else. You know what your doctor or midwife thinks about this. If you don't, please ask them what their recommendation is. And you've listened to me go over a lot of research today on this episode. It's really your call. If you're comfortable enjoying a glass of wine with dinner or a mimosa with brunch, if you want to have a sip of that champagne after a cheers, if you're attending a wedding, then you are certainly welcome to do that. And If you feel better not drinking at all, you can do that too. Ultimately, it's up to you. There are a few things that I want to add about social drinking and how to handle a few different scenarios. The first one is, what if you are not ready to tell friends that you're pregnant, but you have that wedding or that party to go to, and everyone's going to know that you're pregnant if you're not drinking? So if you're not ready to tell people that you're pregnant, then don't. And if you think that you need to fake that you're drinking to keep your cover, then fake it. Most people are going to be focusing on themselves and other things, and they're not even going to notice if you're not drinking. I have a buddy who takes an empty beer can and fills it with water at parties so that he appears like he's drinking, but he really isn't. You know, there's a lot of social pressure to join the party and have drinks with your friends. You could always just say that you're the designated driver for the night, or you could hang out with a glass of club soda on the rocks with a lemon wedge in it. You can tell your friends that you're on a 30-day no-drinking cleanse, whatever you need to do to feel comfortable in your social circles. Another scenario is that you might be feeling left out. There are some great alternatives to drinking if you're hanging out with friends who are having alcoholic beverages and you are not. You can go for something like a ginger beer that doesn't have alcohol, but it has kind of a different taste. It's got a little bit of a bite to it. Or maybe go with a sparkling soda. It's a little bit more festive than just a glass of water. Mocktails are also delicious. That's just like a cocktail, but without alcohol. And if you're missing your Friday happy hour meals or margaritas, you can always make a virgin one. I will tell you a really quick story about some awkwardness that I encountered the first time I was pregnant. My husband and I have some of our best friends, and we'd hang out often and have drinks. And when I got pregnant, we didn't hang out quite as much. At that time, we were kind of on different tracks with different priorities. And one night they called my husband and they asked if we wanted to come over and play board games. And not to knock board games, they can be fun. It just wasn't something that we ever did. And I remember asking my husband, 
like board games. Why, why do they want us to come over and play board games? And then I realized that my friends had no idea what to do with me. They didn't know how to hang out because when we hung out, we always had drinks. They knew that I couldn't drink because I was pregnant. And I I just kind of had to call them up and say, hey, guys, let's just do what we always do and hang out. And I just won't have cocktails. We don't have to play Monopoly or find new fun things to do. We can just kind of hang out and be normal people. So as you may be navigating different social situations, your friends may be navigating it too, especially if you have friends that are not having kids right now or that haven't been around a lot of people that are pregnant. They may just not quite know what to do. You may be adjusting to some changes in your social circles since you found out that you're pregnant. I've been there and I feel you. And it can be strange when you're used to wine night every Thursday. And now you're the designated driver every time you hang out with your friends. And giving up things like wine, even if you really enjoy it, for a short time is all so worth it. The time that you're pregnant really in the long run is short, and it's going to be over before you know it. If you are having a tough time dealing with some changes in your social life, which may be happening even if your group of friends doesn't drink, hang in there. This is such a major adjustment period for you, and I know that it can be challenging at times. To recap today's episode, that positive result on your pregnancy test definitely means that you need to cut out or really limit your alcohol consumption. Obviously, binge drinking is out of the question, and you should be careful about having a beer or a glass of wine. We talked about alcohol consumption and trying to conceive and alcohol consumption during pregnancy. And this episode was really focused on what the research says about low to moderate consumption of alcohol or an occasional drink during your pregnancy. Please do talk to your doctor or midwife. Feel free to check out the article that's posted on the website. You can see links to all of the studies that we talked about today. And you can dig further into the research if you'd like to, and please use your common sense. Ultimately, whether you choose to have an occasional drink or abstain from alcohol is your choice. I want to thank you for tuning into the Pregnancy Podcast today. As always, you can contact me, Vanessa, at PregnancyPodcast.com. You can find the full article and resources that accompany this episode at PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash alcohol. And I want to thank Zoller for their support of this episode. Zoller makes a very high quality prenatal vitamin. It has the active form of folate and omega-3s like DHA. I've been taking this prenatal vitamin for years, and it is by far my number one recommendation. To get 25% off when you buy it on Amazon, go to PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash vitamins.